0: Hello from Zach and Laura and Marriage Therapy Radio. It is that time of year. Um, It's summertime. Everybody's getting married. Got lots of couples coming into my practice wanting to hear about premarital therapy. Um, I actually just had a couple leave, like, a couple minutes ago. Um, I can tell you the best thing they did was set their next appointment for after the wedding. Um, I don't really believe in premarital therapy. I think I say that on the podcast. But I do believe in transition to marriage and that you ought to have a plan. So, Laura and I are going to talk about that for a little bit. Stick around. Hello. What's happening?
1: So, I just had to tell you, I'm really excited because I just got done. Ryan did something very much like what you have described in the past. He went on to this special app and he found a last minute deal to a like a five star hotel. And mm-hmm. we are going to be having a little staycation uh, in park city. And the reason why we're doing this is because we are Holden's going to have his very first sleepover. We were just talking about how Mary, your youngest is, hasn't been home at all. Right. No,
0: (laughs) no. So, right. So Abby had surgery and has been kind of taking over the house with her, her needs and her just kind of variable
1: discomfort places
0: to be and noises to make and (laughs) not sleeping well. So Mary has, she's arranged for herself I think six sleepovers in the last seven nights oh, where she just amazing. She's just like, I'm going to go over there and see you later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's good.
0: I wake up and I'm but, not sure where she is. I'm like, where? who has Mary today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be staying up in park city at gosh, what is it called? I don't know. Some fancy mm-hmm. schmancy hotel, but he, we found it on a discount. It's literally like if, if we were to stay at that hotel, in the dead of winter in Park City, it would literally be about a thousand dollars a night and I will nice. tell you we are definitely not paying that amount of money, but Holden's going right to have on. his first very first sleepover, and it's a sleepover trade so that then the other family can yeah
0: that's the way to do it i'm totally I'm, the way I'm, to le- do
1: it. I'm learning these things I'm kind of curious like what else am I going to learn about as just how to be a better parent and avoid my child and reap the benefits of yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> how yeah. to avoid your child. Tips from yeah. Mom with Rose. Yeah, right then. What if there was an easy way to achieve connection without having to do a ton of work? And what if you could make just a few small changes that helped you feel more alive, awake, and aware? Well, we're convinced that there is and that you can because we have worked with hundreds of couples. We've poured over reams of research. We've even experienced change in our own marriages. And time and time again, if we have learned anything, it's this. You do not have to stay stuck. That is why we created Marriage in Motion. It's a video series for couples, 16 videos with corresponding activity sheets because we want for you to take the information and the research that we have poured over and put it into action in your own relationship Marriage for Motion is available now. Go to forbetter.us, and for less than $300, you get the entire video series for a lifetime. We also have a guarantee that if you don't experience small changes in your relationship that have a big impact, we'll give you your money back. Check it out at 4better.us. We'd love for you to try the Marriage in Motion video series for couples. So here, we're just going to jump into it because we don't have a ton of time, but I did want to talk about premaritals, mostly because we are entering into wedding season and I have mm-hmm. not been invited to a wedding in a very long time. I think that you hit a, a point where you go to a zillion weddings every summer and then you kind of age out of it. So I've I've aged. And then out. you
0: age back in when your kids start getting married, oh. your kids, friends start getting married.
1: Well, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, it's a nice um, place. Yeah.
0: And I've had a ton of couples come in. They always come in you know, May, June, and they're like, we're getting married in a month. And we thought it would be a good idea to have marriage therapy or premarital, yeah. premarital therapy. And I'm like, okay. It makes
1: my skin crawl, by mm. the way, when why? couples come why? in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you think that? Well, somebody said it was a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to work on? Well, we just don't know. What we don't know. Uh, okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, so what's your best, okay. What's your best, uh, like, what's your best stuff? Like what do you, what's your best stuff for premarits that come in like that?
1: Well, I mean, number one, don't come in like that. Do your premarital work. Like I would rather have the pre-premaritals have you come in and say, gosh, you know, I just don't know if this is the person I want to commit to by getting engaged. So let's go through it now, because what happens is. I, I have couples that come in and they don't realize that one of the questions in their mind of what they want to learn from the therapist is should we, or should we not get married? And I'm staring down f- like dress fittings in the next three weeks. Right. Right. Like, hmm. So I
0: usually say something like, so, um, are you get are you a hundred percent getting married? You're definitely getting married. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, when <laughs> Jul- Ju- July 20th, I go, then it doesn't matter what we do. Yeah. Like this is not helpful. Um, if the question like, what, is, what, should we what? or should we
1: not? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I'm not going to change anything between now and July 20th. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so my, what I generally say, and this is what I've been doing lately with premarriages, is I make them commit to a year Ooh. Um, with me. So mm-hmm. I, and I make them I make I don't make them, but I offer them a discount if they pay in advance for 12 sessions over 12 months. And Smart. because that gets them in it and I tell them to, which
1: by the way, is a great gift listeners. Cause I know most of, most of our listeners are uh, probably have children. So if you want to buy Zach or myself for your, for your children, if they're <laughs> getting ready to get married, that's a brilliant idea. Go on.
0: Well, one of them, I mean, so they, they usually say somebody told us we should do this. And I'm like, well, whoever that is you should ask them if they will help you fund it because um, they obviously care. They're invested in that way. And not, not as a punishment, but like if they have this idea that it's going to be helpful and you can get um, locked in. The other thing, as I say, you ought to have a therapist in the same way that you ought to have a dentist or a financial advisor or a handyman. Like It it just should be, um, it should just be somebody that you feel like you can call when you need to. Mm -hmm. So that's my, um, That's generally my opening salvo with couples that come in with premarital questions, particularly if that doesn't include, should we get married? Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this question. People who love, uh, love a couple and they're getting ready to get married. And let's pretend like this is the young, uh, never married couple. Why do you recommend that they go see somebody for premarital. What is it that in your mind, uh, as the person who loves this couple, why is it that you think they need to go see somebody? Is it because...
0: Are you, you asking me to role play? No, or are you, are you No, I'm I'm
1: genuinely curious um uh, why you think people recommend that others go see a premarital therapist. Is it because there's already um signs that this relationship is doomed or is it because it's just a good idea to you don't know what you don't know or is it that they Um, a a therapist might say, I don't know if this is actually what you want to be doing right now. You seem like you're really rushing into this. This might not be the best partner. Um, I'm just curious what you think the expectation is of why a young couple needs to see a premarital therapist.
0: What, what I Zach think. Yeah. Or what, what I, the hypothetical recommender thinks.
1: Mm, What you, the hypothetical recommender.
0: I think if if I'm doing that, it's because I'm lazy. It's because I'm, because I'm saying rather than me spend time kind of, um, mentoring or coaching or being available for you, I think you ought to outsource it. Um, hmm. that's, that's my kind of, uh, pessimistic answer. Well,
1: um, I think it okay. is a good
0: idea, but I think it, I, but I think it's not very well thought through, right? Like, so here's another thing that I say. Um, I think if you're getting married on July 20th, um, no matter where you are, what I often want to have the couple be able to articulate to me is what do you want to be true on July 20th? That's not true today. Okay. What do you want? What do you want to be true on July 21st or what do you want to be different on July 21st than on July 20th? Like what can you articulate that you want to make sure that you have some confidence in? Mm -hmm. And my biggest complaint about people who get married young, especially is that they stand up and they say, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. And they don't really know what they're saying. I do too. Right. um and so part of it is really helping them um understand where what what their yes means because mm-hmm. he's an introvert and she's an extrovert or he's from the south and she's from you know the northeast and um or she's from India and he's from you know Georgia i mean it's right. it, i think it's this whole idea back to kind of perpetual problems and identifying those yeah. but cuz we're not going to solve anything but if i can stand up on july 20th and say I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how it's going to manifest, but I know who this is. And I know mm-hmm. a lot about them. And I'm, and I've, we've, we've argued, and you know, and we've kind of okay. ar- understood what it, what it means to argue. Yeah. Then, then I think that that's all well and good. And yeah. I think you ought to be committed to more therapy after you get married.
1: So here's something that I thought was really interesting because it just reminded me a lot of, uh, of the couples that I see here in Salt Lake, which is a very quick courtship and uh, which is so mm-hmm. different from Seattle. My goodness, mm-hmm. my my friends in Seattle that are listening that are mid 30s, 40s, and they're still thinking, "Ah, you know, I love this person, but I'm not quite ready to get married. The opposite is true here in Salt Lake where it's like, I think I might be potentially falling in love with you. So we're going to tie the knot after 40 days. And you see that a lot here, but what I, what I heard you say is I understand my yes and what my yes means. And Mm -hmm. I love the idea of writing your own vows as just, um, and you know what, this is actually a really cool exercise that I do since we had just done the affair, um, we talked about affairs on our last podcast. What oftentimes I will say is we're entering now into relationship 2.0. The relationship that you had prior to the affair is done and over. And now we are moving on to a new relationship is to write new vows to one another. And I often will recommend that couples who are coming to see me and they've been married for 20 years, but they had this courtship that was very fast. They didn't know their yes or their why. Why? Um, And what what it meant to actually say yes at the altar twenty years ago, but now they do, is to rewrite their vows and recommit and understand what is it that you're saying that I'm saying yes to in this relationship. It can be beautiful. And also, you know, couples that are committing to relationship 2.0 with the same person, what are you saying yes to and having a deep understanding of that? And it's beautiful. Maybe I'll do that. Have you rewritten your vows? We've talked. To, you just had 22 years with. We your wife. renewed our
0: vows in. Um- we renewed our vows in after ten years. Um, okay. We didn't do it again at twenty, but um, we didn't really rewrite them. We just kind of uh, understood them differently. I think. I think when you have uh, kind of what you were saying too and about the affairs, what happens is people stand up and they go, "I do, I do, I do, I do, I do," and then somebody says, mm, "Maybe I don't," right? Mm-hmm. And then you have, a, and that could be any number of ways that that manifests. But then you have this opportunity to say, "I I do again," but it's actually more effective because you now know what it means to say no. And so mm-hmm. saying yes in the face of no is really different mm-hmm. than saying yes in the face of yes.
1: Yeah. So, wow.
0: Um,
1: Can I, I also want to push back a little because you said something you said, um, if I'm somebody who deeply loves this couple and I say, you know what, you guys should go see a couples therapist, somebody to do your premarital work or go see a priest or your pastor, your worship leader, whatever Um, you said, I think that they're lazy and they're just outsourcing this. I disagree. I think it can be really. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say they were lazy. I said hypothetical me saying that to someone else was lazy.
1: All right. Fair enough, because you have a lot of answers. But I do think that it's smart to have somebody that is outside of your relationship that doesn't know you as mom, dad, cousin, uncle. That's
0: very fair. Yep.
1: whatever it might be to take a look yep. at your relationship unbiasedly and ask you some really important questions because I, I always feel so uncomfortable. Um, no, that's really fair. Yeah. Tapping into those boundaries, right? Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I just wanted to point Conceited. out something conceded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you said, um, that some of the purposes of premarital would be, you know who this person is. I think oftentimes it's, It's setting expectations, really good expectations that like, look, first four years of your marriage, man, it's going to be hard. You are going to hit some really rocky points and allowing people to understand that it is not all peaches and peaches. Is that what I want to say? Yeah. Peaches and cream. Peaches are delicious. Peaches and cream. Roses. Not all. Yeah. Roses and honey. Yeah. By the way, I made my Um, first key lime pie. It's all condensed sugar. Just saying. And condensed milk.
0: Um. The funny, the my favorite over the last couple of weeks is trying to get Mary, Abby to say words that begin with P or B because Aww. she can't put her lips together.
1: Oh, I'm like, do you want,
0: do you want some, you want some pumpkin pie? I don't want any pumpkin pie. <laughs> 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 <You're so
1: laughs>
0: you want some potatoes? No, totatoes. <laughs> 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 um, oh, I'm going to say children. one more thing for those of you who are kind of churchy, which is, um, I do think that the model for an effective marriage relationship comes out of Genesis. And if you're not a Bible person, at least hear the verbs, because the verbs are, um, and don't worry about the genders either, but like the verbs are a man will leave his mother and father, be united to his spouse, and the two will become one flesh, right? And I do think that there's, if you think about the verbs, right, leave, Uh, be united and then Mm -hmm. become, it really is a pathway towards like, how do you make the transition from Mm. um, being single to being uh, married and creating your own family culture, right? Right. You got to learn how to separate from your parents, especially, but also like kind of your old stories and your, maybe your old house and maybe your old patterns. And um, there's a, there's a leaving that is really important. And then there's Mm. a being united. And I think that's what you do when you kind of stand up in front of people and you say, Hey, I got your back. You got mine. We're going to be united in this thing. Um, And then the process begins of becoming a a third thing or a new family, right? John talks Mm -hmm. about every marriage is its own unique culture and that is an ongoing process. A hundred percent. Yeah. If you can um, even just wrap yourself, wrap your head around, what are you going to do with those three verbs Mm. um, then, and have somebody who can help you think through that, whether they're Mm -hmm. thinking through a, you know, a Jesus lens or a Christian lens or not, then it can at least be um, a place that you can contextualize what the process of transitioning to marriage is. And in fact, I don't even call it premarital counseling. I call it transition to marriage counseling um, because it it really is a transition to uh, a different way of being. Even if you're already living together and sleeping together and and spending the same money and you already have a dog or a kid, Mm -hmm. there's got to be something different about being married um, Mm -hmm. or else it's, uh, you know, why bother? And then yeah. that's the question I'm generally asking is why bother? Why do this? Yeah. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, I, the one thing that I do really like is the idea that you have on a uh, speed dial, your, uh, tax guy you have on speed dial, you know, your, your pharmacist, all of these people that you have to outsource the expertise to, and you should have on file your, your counselor and that relationship. I would love to have that relationship begin before you get married so that when Mm -hmm. things do light up on fire and you experience those inevitable difficulties in the first four years of relationships, um, that you can call them and say, okay, Uh, We got a fire here and we need you to just put it out for us and help us guide, guide us over the coals. Um, So I think that that would be really helpful. And the reason why I'm talking about this is it's summer and this is when most weddings happen. Mm -hmm. So, Mm um, I do want to wrap up because we are going to meet with our our podcast interview. So if you have yeah. any questions for us specifically about premarital work and um, the workshop that we do, the seven principles for making marriage work is a very cool workshop for premaritals. Uh, we actually had two remaritals uh, at our last workshop that were coming in that knew each other, which was really neat. And they had actually, they they emailed and they said, after this workshop, now we know, now we have more certainty that this is the right decision to get married, which I thought was really cool. I, we should have led with that, but oh well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for meeting with me. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Hey, I have an idea. I have been digging into so many amazing books recently, and I've actually joined a few Facebook groups that give me lots of good ideas for new books to read. But I wanted to crowdsource all of you since we have something in common. We're all interested in making our relationships better today than they were yesterday. So if you have picked up a book... Uh, or maybe watched a YouTube or a Ted talk, something that impacted you and made you think twice about your relationship. Send me an email. I would love to know what that is. And then I will compile a list and send them out to all of you. So if you are on our newsletter, if you receive emails from Zach and Laura, that's amazing, but send us an email info at fourbetter.us. If you have a book recommendation, I will send it out to the rest of you. Hey, thanks so much for all of your time and attention that you're putting into your relationship, making it, it better today than it was yesterday.